What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 46. 46. I'll be your host, Ryan. We're joined again by Matthew, back from vacation. And of course, Finnegan's here to say hello to everybody. Look at this guy. He won't even look at the camera. That's how big of a diva he is. Trying to get him to not bark this entire episode, which would be just a joy. Matt's here. Here's Matt's invite. Energy drink. That's pretty op- that's pretty opposite of bubbly. Yeah. It's like the bubbly's nice and healthy and this is definitely. <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm there too. I had an okay week, I guess, but it was just busy. Just I fucking hate the first week back from vacation. Oh, it's, it's like it's like I know we've talked about this, but it's like it takes it's like it takes all the great things about the week prior where you were just chill and relax and it's like everything just am- gets amplified. It's like oh, totally. it's, oh, it's, it's really it's like almost worse than <clears throat> taking vacation. Like that's, like, that's what that's I mean. The negative on vacation is coming back from vacation. It's like twofold. It's like your vacation ends and that sucks. And then yeah. like and then you're going back to work and it's like everything's in like double speed because it's catch up. So Yeah, exactly. Brophy Time says, Hey guys, nice to see you today. And then he said, You guys are collectors, right? So I'm not a collector. <laughs> no, Matt Matt collects nothing. Nothing. That's just uh his wallpaper on the wall. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, I uh yeah, I obviously am. And then Ryan is not a figure collector, but he likes like he started doing the Lego thing, right? So I uh I don't collect anything other than well I'm starting Lego, but I mean I got movies and I got video games, but I'm not a collector in the uh Hold on a second. You say I've got movies, like it's like, yeah, I got a couple movies. Yeah. <laughs> I got one or two. Uh, that's too funny. I know. Remember when we both collected CDs? What's that? I said, remember when we both collected c- CDs? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like, oh my God, this dog, I swear to God, he just knows exactly when we're about to start. And <laughs> yeah, a little squirt bottle. I know. He's like a cat. No, I mean, I, I would still collect. I mean, I collect vinyl basically cds yeah that's true yeah 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 i'm a supporting artist so i i try to you know what i get but you try to support them yeah but i mean it's and also spend, a dying thing. you know same with movies movies is dying too yeah i know it's crazy when you see the numbers eh? like year over year like even the good movies are only doing like 15 to 20 percent of what they did like before the pandemic which yeah. I understand. I mean, just like nobody buys Blu-rays anymore. Nobody buys a physical copy <clears> of the movie except for me. Like <laughs> none of my friends collect movies or buy movies anymore. They buy maybe five digitally if you know they buy them or they can't find them on Netflix or something like that. But nobody yeah. gets that bit anymore. Yeah, it's true. So true. Oh, um, Yeah. Well, that's okay. Still, it's good that you enjoy it. 
Like that yeah, was a big part of why I got out of buying because I used to buy all the. I mean, I used to buy a shit ton of movies, and then when I moved to Vancouver, I just didn't really have the space for it anymore because yeah, space is yeah. limited here. You pay for space. I have a whole house. You know, yeah, I can have an extra few things and not, you know, space. But but if I had like kids and shit, like there's no way I'd have room for all this stuff. Like the thing is though for me is like I got to the point where like I didn't want to let it go but like I had yeah. to I just didn't have space so I was like okay I'm just going to buy like movies I like really like and superhero movies and I'm going to always just buy them on Blu-ray like that was when I started kind of buying Blu-rays is when I kind of got more selective Yeah but then I was like, I got to the point where like I would buy shit and I would and like I wouldn't even open it. Like I like go to put something into my thing and I can see there's like a bunch of like stuff that's still unwrapping and I'm like. I'm, yeah. I'm just doing this to do it. Like, I don't even get any joy out of it. Like, it's... No. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I'll, I buy all the Marvel movies still and all, like, the comic book movies. Like, I just bought Suicide Squad and Black Widow. Oh, nice. But, like, they're both... Well, I mean, Black Widow, obviously, everything's going to be on Disney+. Plus. So it's like, why yeah. even have a copy of it? But... Yeah. I, I, I like having the collection. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I have that collector's mentality that if I ever started buying action figures, it would be bad. Like it would be, <laughs> it would be really it's bad. Why, like, it's great that I never got into hard drugs or anything like that because, like, it, it would just yeah. snowball. I have that addictive personality where I know if I would be like, "Oh, heroin's actually really cool," you know, <laughs> there, there we go. Oh, cigarettes! Cigarettes are great, and then I do pack <laughs> like three packs a day, like. Yeah. yeah, man, I get that. I definitely feel that as well. I go down the I go down the rabbit hole pretty 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 good when I do. So it's yeah. like this this happened in like seven years. Like this took only like seven years. Right. It started as like five figures, and now it's this. Yeah, and you couldn't even put a number on that. I honestly don't have any idea how much is in there. There's got to be at least like there's got to be a thousand figures in there at least. Yeah, but, like, what else do you do, right? Like, as a human, like, if you don't have a collection of something, what are you doing? What are, what are you enjoying in life? Like, somebody's got to you got to love something, even if it's, like, sports memorabilia or, like, yeah. cards, like, trading cards of some sort or, or like, something. Like, you've got to be into something. I, I don't know. People collect cards. I think that sounds, like, completely insane. insane. Yeah, like, oh, I agree. You one person in your house, but you have 46 cards. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. I get it. <laughs> but I I get it in the mentality of like collecting things. And yeah, me too. That's if you're, that's what you're into. Then I get it. Yep, same here. I get it. It's like when people who collect shoes. I mean, I used to collect shoes, so I know that oh, one. Okay. But it's like lots of people who have shoe shoe collections too, right? So yeah, to me that's insane. Yeah, my wife collects I, books. She likes purses and books. Yeah. I have a good good friend of mine collect shoes too, and she has like hundreds of pairs of shoes. And it's like, why? When are you ever gonna wear all these shoes? But yeah, it's not the point. Them. It's not yeah, the point. I, I get it. I get it, but I don't get it. You know? Yep, I get it. But, yeah, no, I I mean, like I said, I I have vinyl, I have video games, I have NES games still <laughs> that I'm never gonna touch. Yeah, I don't even have a working NES, you know. 
So the conversation right now they're talking about down here is uh, so blue, light blue blue anger says uh, how would you feel if Hasbro started a Resident Evil or Call of Duty line? So for me personally, I wouldn't care because I don't do either of I those. Love- <laughs> you what? I love Resident Evil, but <clears throat> I, I would collect the action figures. Probably I like I said I'm not I'm not an action figure guy. It would have to be like a really really well done figure and it would have to be like somewhat reasonably priced as well like i'm not paying hundreds of dollars for that no nah, see the good thing about hasbro is if hasbro did it like that they'd probably ballpark for around 30 bucks a pop and they'd probably be yeah, like yeah. pretty good for what they're worth yeah no like 30 bucks is, is reasonable i i, I mean we were texting <laughs> earlier about the new turtle bus yeah that they released and i was like that's really dope are you buying that and matt tells me it's like five dollars and i was like that's ridiculous <laughs> But then again, I just spent five hundred dollars on Lego, so it's yep. you know, it's just as ridiculous. Yep, yep, I agree. It's a, it's all it's tomato tomato. It's all the yeah. same. It's just, yeah. But um, no, I, I love Resident Evil. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. I've been playing the video games since I was you know since the first one on PS One. I played all of them. Um, the new movie looks like dog shit, but it looks like dog shit. The new Resident Evil movie comes out next week. And it looks bad? I don't know. I don't really follow it. Terrible. Okay. That sucks. I can't remember if I heard it. It looks like it has the form of fucking six ham sandwiches. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. What did you watch? I mean, I guess it's been a couple weeks since, and I missed you entirely last week. So, what have you been watching? Uh, I started rewatching Daredevil. Oh, you told me that. I already knew that. So I finished the first two seasons of Daredevil. I'm starting Punisher season one now. Um, nice. Those shows are so fucking hold up, man. <laughs> both those seasons are fucking awesome. The what? Sorry. Both both Daredevil and Punisher are just awesome. They're so good. They are. They are and, really great. Like I I don't know if I was like watching season two of Daredevil like really tired or if I was drunk drunk watching it or like I don't I didn't remember a lot of that season and it's way better than I remember it being like I loved Electra in it I love the Punisher in it like it's awesome I don't know. Me too. I like yeah. I like season two season three is a little bit worse but I still liked it yeah I think it was the weakest season of the three but for sure for sure um, yeah I'm gonna finish Punisher season one then I'll bounce back <clears> to <throat> Devil season three and then I'll watch Punisher nice. season two I'm trying to finish it all before uh Spider-Man but nice um yeah, so I, I'm watching that. Uh, obviously, all my normal shows I've been watching. Uh, trying to think. Oh, I watched Ghostbusters today. Not the new one, nice. the old, the original. And then I went and seen the new one. So I watched the this. I watched it last night after I got back from Afterlife. Yeah, it. I mean, it holds up pretty well. I think. I think so too. I I I mean, it's hard for me to say because, like, honestly, Ghostbusters one, the first one, is like, yeah, is probably in my like top five like favorite movies not saying it's like the best movie ever but it's just like it for me yeah. it holds like a really heavy dose of nostalgia from when i was a kid like i have a lot yeah. of memories of seeing that movie so so yeah so i like i really i love that movie a lot so yeah i mean it, it obviously looks really dated and like you know for 84 or whatever it's it, it holds up pretty good i mean like there's a few parts that made me laugh there's you know the CG and everything like that looks like shit. It's supposed to look like shit. Yeah. Uh, I 
So the second one's okay. I don't mind the second one. It's just not as I. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah, I don't really remember it, but I remember being scared of it as a kid. But it's because go. It's because the big painting guy. Yeah, I remember that. Terrifying. Like the bathtub or something has like ooze coming out of it or something. Yes. That yep. freaked me out for a long time taking a bath. I was like, oh no. Yep. We'll have to move or something out of this thing. Like, that's, that's bad news. <laughs> I was very reactive. Um, and then there was the 2016 yeah. one. Yeah, well, that was just dog shit. I did. I recently, I rewatched all of them like recently. Yeah. And that one was like, I was like, the thing that I don't like about that one is like, is it doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie to me. Like, I think I see elements of it that I like, but I'm just like, it just doesn't feel like Ghostbusters to me. Like, even though number two is kind of like, play it safe, play by numbers. It's just like, it doesn't, it's not executed well to number two is. And then like number three, or sorry, not what do they call it? Who are you going to call or answer the call or whatever it was whatever. like it just seemed like a lot of like slapstick yeah and it's like it wasn't like it was like trying to be like a stupid funny movie instead of it being a ghostbusters movie what's that it feels like an snl sketch yes y- yes totally that totally that like it feels like a two-hour snl sketch and that's why it, it doesn't work like it, <clears throat> i know what they're trying to do and i get it and and everybody goes, oh, you hate it because it's an all-woman cast, and that's no. why it gets so much hate, and it has nothing to do with that. I hate it because it's not funny. Like, to me, the the cast isn't the issue with that movie. Like, they... Like, there's some... I think there's parts that are genuinely pretty... Like, that I actually had, like, an out loud laugh, even though I had yeah. seen it once before. I was just like... like like that one part where like they turn, she turns around and she's looking on all the shelves, and then the uh, what's the girl's name with the shorter hair, the crazier kind of girl? She's just like standing in like the hole in one of the shelves. She's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. Uh, but, I mean, I only seen it once. I uh, I didn't like it. But it is what it is. Oh, I, I remember also, not enjoying it as I like left. I was like, that was shit. Yeah. And I also, then when I watched it again, I was like, this is still shit, but there's some pretty funny stuff. Like, Chris Chris Hemsworth is fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah, he's the best part of that movie. In my yeah, totally. He's so good. Yeah. So, I, I, I honestly hope that they bring them back in some capacity. Nah, just, it needs a better script. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If they continue I, this at all, I hope they continue with what I saw last night. So, But we'll get to that in a few minutes. So... Brophy time, if you if you are afraid of spoilers, we are going to talk about Ghostbusters pretty soon here, the new one, Afterlife. Yeah, we both seen it. So, yeah, so we're so going to be talking spoilers, but we'll start with non-spoilers, so that way everyone can partake. And yeah. then... um, also, the, I want to recommend the um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia guys started a podcast. Good. That, uh, episodes are up right now. It's basically going uh, back to the original season and doing every episode kind of covers an episode from the show where they're kind of discussing their memories of filming the early seasons and every episode and everything like that. And it's really, really funny. Like, really, 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 um, just really funny. Like, they go off topic immediately and it's, it's just, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's called the Always Sunny Podcast. Yeah. Really funny. Just the three guys. Caitlin Olsen's on it and Danny DeVito's on it, but um, yeah, really, really good. And, 
it's blowing up the charts. They're they're already uh, second in the world podcast. So. Oh really? Shit, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Good only podcast is the fucking Joe Rogan podcast, which I hope they just run that guy over with a truck. So. Not a fan of Joe Rogan. No, me either. Fuck, no. can't stand the guy. No, it's a hard pass. Anyway, how about you? What are you doing? Um, How about you, New York? Yeah. New York was very cool. I got to, yeah. uh, we got to, the highlight of the trip for me was probably Stephen Colbert. So we went and got tickets yeah. to the Stephen Colbert show. So that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, we went and saw Mrs. Doubtfire on Broadway. It was like, yeah, it was, it was fine. I mean, it's I didn't, like yes. nah, it's kind of like more modern. It's kind of like a more modern take. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a bit more like PC. Like it's like, uh, you know, like when you know when he gets found out by his kids, like they walk in and she she's yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire is taking a piss. Yeah. Yeah. So like instead of that, it's like his his mask like kind of starts to come off, and that's how they kind of find out. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. like yeah, which I mean I I guess I get that for sure, but it's just. But yeah, and like they kind of changed the story to make it so it was like not a lot, but like little details, so they didn't have sure. to go into so much set detail. I would assume, right? right. Like instead of uh, Miranda being um, like an architect, she like designs like um, like activewear or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was okay. Like it, like the, I guess the hardest thing is like it's it's so hard to beat. Like I don't know how much you like Miss Doubtfire, but like I love Miss oh, Doubtfire. Okay. Yeah, and it's like it's so hard to compete with that. Like, oh yeah, and the I guy, mean, who, oh, yes, yes, it's true. Yeah. And it's like it, this guy wasn't trying to match him. Like he yeah. he did a great job, but it was just like, yeah, it was yeah. it was hard to like it, it was hard to like not miss Robert sure. Williams. So yeah. yeah, well, it's the same as like uh, you know the genie in, in Aladdin or. Totally. or uh, you know, when they got Will Smith to do the live action one, I'm like, this doesn't hold a candle to fucking Robin yeah. Williams. Like, it's true. You know, the new Jumanji movies, which I both I like both of them. I think they're fun comedy movies, but it misses Robin Williams. Like, uh, I wish he was still alive to be in these roles because he's just he was so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So we did that, and then uh, we ate. Uh, I got pizza one night. It was just okay. It wasn't from, a, yeah, yeah. But we ate pretty it's well. The only reason I want to go to New York. Oh really? Yeah, I just want. I want to eat all their pizza, and then I want to go to Chicago and eat all their pizza. No, you I don't. To, like, Have you ever had Chicago pizza? Pounds. Have you ever had Chicago pizza? It's uh, I've, had, I've had airport Chicago pizza, which wasn't anything to write home about. I can tell you that I went to the place that was apparently the best in Chicago and like I had a vendor bring me because we were in Chicago for a food show and yeah. he was like oh man he's like you never had Chicago pizza he's like you're gonna you're gonna love Chicago pizza right I'm like okay so we go and we bring it and he gives me the first slice and I could just see in his face how excited he was for me to eat this and I was like John I'm not gonna lie this is fucking like disgusting <laughs> like it's like really? It's like a crust bowl, and then they yeah. just like pour everything in the middle. It's just like it's it's not for me. It's it, the thing that the thing about it that I don't like is like it takes away all the familiar elements of pizza, other than the ingredients. Well, it's, like it's what, sir? It's like 
It's like a lasagna almost. It's it's it, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. not for me. It's not for me. I love pizza. I, I didn't even enjoy it. Let's put it that way. And like usually I can enjoy pizza regardless. Sure. But I was like, oh. Well, I, I think the biggest problem is is we have some good pizza where we I know where we're, we're, we're I'm from. We don't have we don't have that problem in Vancouver. What's that? We don't have that problem in Vancouver. Oh, good pizza. Best, best pizza. Yeah, we don't have no, that. No. Every time we've been there, you've, you've we've had pizza together, and it's just like, yeah, this doesn't compare. Not even close. We found good places pizza. now. Next time you come, I'll bring you good pizza. But it's still not as good as next year. Pizza. Next year. Next year, we'll strip down and eat pizza. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, and then, yeah, what else did I, I watched? I watched Ghostbusters 1 as well, like you said. And then uh, I've been watching um, Always Sunny. I've been trying to catch up a little bit, but slowly making my way through. I'm only on season 11. I thought I was on season 12, but I'm only on season 11. Yeah, so you've got like four more seasons to catch up on, or three. three yeah, three. but in the last couple of days, I've done like three. So it's like, that's pretty good. That's pretty fast for me because I don't really... So I like yeah. to actually like watch them, right? So, oh, they're so good. Yeah, I mean, season fifteen starts December first, I think, or December second. So, still got a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Hawkeye starts next week, so I'm excited. I wa- I also listen to the Always Sunny podcast, and then I've been really into Conan again. I mean, I always am, but yeah. Conan's uh, he just did like a live pod, a live show with Will Arnett. Oh. And it, it was really good. It was really fun. I'll have to check it out. I kind of fell off his podcast. I just a lot of the guests he was having on. I had yeah, no I know for a while there, his guest selection wasn't that great, but yeah, I mean, I get it. COVID kind of fucked everything up. So absolutely, yeah. And then wasn't yeah. wasn't Sonia off for like a long time too? Yeah, Sona went off for like she had a kid, so she was off for like three months, and then right when she came back, Gorley left for a month because he had a kid. And oh, then wow. the live show was the first time the three of them were back together. And then I oh, think, nice. like, on the actual show, he'll be back in, like, two more weeks, I think, so. Cool. Yeah. Right on. I love um, that. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. If anyone's looking for a funny podcast, I love it. Oh, it's very funny. It, like, definitely go back to the early episodes where, like, you had, like, The first two seasons are hilarious. Song, they were really good for a while. Yep. Um, what do you think about all the... Um, Disney Plus Day stuff. Um, I mean, I had a hard time really. I wasn't really following close because I was in New York and we were out and about. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't really paying that close attention. But it doesn't seem like I missed a whole lot. When I went back and looked, I was like, oh, it doesn't really seem like we got too much. I was surprised that we got no release dates. That's what shocked me. Oh, yeah, we didn't. That's weird. They didn't tell you when any of these new shows are coming out other than we know... um, Book of Boba Fett's coming out, I think, December 30th or 31st or whatever it is. But doesn't doesn't Book of Boba Fett start the week after Hawkeye ends? I think it does. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it would have to, because Hawkeye's six episodes, but we get the first two next week. Doesn't Hawkeye go to, like, the week before, just, like, it's December 22nd, I thought it was, or, or uh, 21st or something? I can look. Hold on. It's... 
Yeah. So then after that, the week after would be Boba Fett. So yeah, yeah. We'll have so much shit to talk about, and uh, then we have Spider-Man in there, too. Yeah, Spider-Man. I'm super excited for Spider-Man. But yeah, no, I I mean, we got a brief glimpse at some of the new shows. Like, they showed a bit of Moon Knight. They showed a bit of uh, Ms. Marvel. They showed a bit of um, She-Hulk, which is cool. My biggest concern, I would say, and I I think I briefly touched on this last week, but I kind of wanted to wait for you to come back and really talk Mm -hmm. it out. I really think they're going to have a problem with too much content at some point here. They totally. seem to be putting out so many shows, and I mean, a lot of them are animated and maybe geared more towards like a family-friendly audience. But yep. the more you tie these shows into each other, makes it the more like you feel like you, you're obligated to watch them all because it, it it all speaks to each other. But there comes a point where I'm like, I'm not watching you know, six Marvel shows constantly. Like, there's yeah. there's going to be a point where there's too many shows. I still think that we're going to get... Like, I... I do think that to get the ultimate experience, watching everything will ultimately provide that. But I don't... Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get to a point where the movies won't make sense if you didn't watch Disney Plus. Or if that is... I mean, there may be cases where if you watch Disney Plus, you could appreciate all of the plot points more. But if you walk into a movie, like, if you walk into... I'm just going to say a name here, but, like, Shang-Chi 1 and then Shang-Chi 2, you go in and it's, it's like, 100% different. You're, like... They can't... I, I just don't see them doing that. Like... They may use some flashbacks or they may explain the story kind of at the beginning to catch people up. But like, yeah, I don't I don't ever think it'll be to the point where like it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably right. But um, like I said, I, I just think they're setting up a lot of cards. Yeah. And the house is getting very high. And at some point, the table's going to wobble and these cards are going to fall. Yeah, but didn't you ever think that we were going to get to this point anyways? Because, like, you know, like, even the other day, like, when I saw a post that said, like, that they're talking about doing a Kingpin series, all yeah. in my mind, in my mind, all I said was, like, this is starting to sound like DC. It's like, remember when DC was just like, and we've got another new movie in development? <laughs> it's like, dude, you guys can't put out anything good. Like, why don't you guys just get one good one and then you can start? Like, <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going, man? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, like I said, there's a lot of rumors swirling around right now about characters showing up in other things, and you know, there's rumors of people showing up in Hawkeye and people showing up in Spider Man. And I, uh, my buddy was telling me today, there's rumors going around that, uh, People have theories about Spider-Man after that trailer that, um, I don't know if you remember the scene from the trailer, but when um, Doctor Strange is standing on the Statue of Liberty in that one scene. Yeah. With all uh, the purple behind him. Yeah. And then he, he goes, I can't stop it. They're all coming. Everybody's coming through or something yeah. along those lines. I can't exactly say the line verbatim, yeah. but it's something along those lines. Um, the theory online is he's talking about mutants and not not uh, Spider-Man villains. That would be sick. Because I guess his wardrobe is different than what they show at the beginning of the movie, and everybody mm-hmm. assumes that all the Spider-Man villains are already through at that point. 
and he's trying to close like that, but they just yeah. want to hear it. That would be amazing. But who knows? I, I my 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 worry on that is how how do I word this properly? Um, how would they show off? new X-Men if you don't have any relationship with the X-Men. Like, unless it's all the old actors coming back as cameos, but then they're not going to keep those actors. So, like, I don't know what the right way to approach that is. If you're bringing back all the old Spider-Man villains and the old actors who play those villains, it'd be weird to bring back Wolverine and it not be Hugh Jackman. It's just some new actor playing Wolverine. But you have no relationship with that actor, so you don't really know that he's Wolverine. I mean, I'm sure in the scene he'd have to have his claws out or something. but. Um, yeah, it, it, it would be a hard approach to do it, but the theory online is it, it has to come before Fantastic Four, probably, and they're running out of time. Like, if they're doing all this multiversal stuff, and that's how they're going to approach X-Men, it has to be this movie or Doctor Strange, probably. I mean, not really. When you think about the amount of stuff they have, and they have, they could even have more stuff that we don't know about. That's, I mean, they do, I'm sure, but... Like, you know, to me, if they're going to use this chance to introduce mutants, I feel like it's very unlikely that we'll see any really familiar mutants enough that we would be like, oh, this person's playing Wolverine, this person's playing Cyclops. I feel like if they do it, it'll just be a way to kind of explain, hey, we're in. Like, (laughs) shit's about to start happening. And, like, at that point, they could take it step by step. Because, I mean, the thing is, is if all of a sudden mutants come in and then all of a sudden now spider-man that features toby and andrew and all these old villains and now the focus is on a new x-men because they wouldn't use the old x-men that wouldn't make any sense well the the theory the reason this theory exists right is because the last time they've showed the statue of liberty in any marvel film was x-men one hmm interesting so all of a sudden they're showing the Statue of Liberty again and everybody's assuming like that would be a really iconic shot of Doctor Strange on the Statue of Liberty and then kind of, you know. Interesting. And the first movie that Kevin Feige produced was X-Men 1. Right. So it would be like a you know, storybook ending of like where he started and where they're beginning again for X-Men. So. But it's just a theory. I, I was Doctor Strange supposed to come out last year originally, or was it supposed to come out this year? I'm not positive. I, yeah. I would say huh. it was probably supposed to be Christmas last year, but I, I might be wrong. I was going to say, because uh, X-Men 1 just celebrated an anniversary, too, last, like, in 2021. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be coming, right? But, I mean, yeah, who knows? It's For 2020. I mean, Tom Holland's talking about how he doesn't want to play Spider-Man anymore, which to me, I sounds to me like he just wants a bigger paycheck. But we'll see. That'd be a bummer to lose Tom Holland, man. Uh, I think I personally think he'll do one more. I think they're gonna he's gonna want to end it in an appropriate way. Yeah, I they're gonna too. do the Venom crossover thing. My assumption, and I think in that movie they introduce Miles Morales, and then they go that route. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I'd be fine to. Ha- I'd be fine with them switching it up, and then Peter can come back somewhere down the line. Like, yeah, no, I, like I think he does in the comics. It's just he's dead, and then he's like, oh, he's not actually dead. He's still here. 
Well, I heard two two uh, little things from Tom Holland like the last week, and basically it sounds like the guy's just like completely burnt out. Yeah, he had three day break in between filming Uncharted and then starting Spider Man, and he basically was like, I was like dead after Uncharted, doing all those stunts and everything like that. But the thing is, is like everybody assumes Spider Man's really stunt heavy, but he's like most of the movie CGI, so like. I'm in a mask, it's stuntmen doing it, like, like it's not a super, um, you know, stunt-heavy film compared to Uncharted, where I was doing everything, and he's like, my legs, my, my, all my muscle was killing me after that movie, and then I had three days rest, and I had to start Spider-Man, so, it sounds like he just needs a break, but, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I have a feeling they're just going to offer him like, here, here's forty million dollars. Come back for Spider-Man, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do forty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, honestly, if they could even get him for one or two more, like it would be pretty dope to get like five. If I could get five good Spidey movies out of him, that'd be sick. I think, I think Spider-Man four introduce Miles Morales, and then yes. maybe do like the kind of butt thing where he's in like the next Avengers or something like that. Um, and that's his last kind of go around, and then it kind of hands the baton off to Miles Morales, and they go on that storyline. Like I think that'd be the way to go. It. The best part of Peter Parker, obviously, is like the, the high school slash early yeah. college years, and I think the point is to keep him young, and he's going to age out of that bracket. So then you bring in Miles Morales, who's young again, and yeah, on. yeah, I'd be down for. I definitely would be down for Miles. That would be that would be cool, but. Yeah, it would have a different tone and, and, mm-hmm. and a different angle on the whole thing, and I think that'd be interesting. We've never really I seen do too. it. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like the... We talked about a little bit about the Spider-Man trailer. You said it didn't really do that much for you, right? That's what I expected. Yeah. It made me really excited. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It looks great. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm very excited to go see it. I'm gonna buy tickets as soon as they go on sale because that movie's yeah. gonna sell out. Instantly. But um, that trailer didn't do anything like more to hype me up or anything like that. I was just like, okay, look, this looks awesome. Like this is exactly what I expected yeah. to be. It's bouncing around and looks good. I mean, you had me at Spider Man, yeah. you know? Yeah, man, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I was only I'm ready. What? Less than a month. Less than a month. It's only a yeah. It was yeah. There is less than a month now. All right. Yeah. Woo. Like just over three weeks. So we're you know we're good. Fucking a. We'll be talking about it in no time. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, okay. until then we got Hawkeye. So we'll be busy boys. Hmm. I'm actually excited for Hawkeye. So am I. I think it looks I, pretty it looks fun. Really it looks really funny. Hmm. I know this is really off topic, but not off topic. Have you seen that new Home Alone movie at all? No, I haven't. I might watch it just because I actually like uh, Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper, but... So do I. I love Ellie Kemper. Yeah. She was my guest on... I, I thought of you because uh, on Conan, the one I, I went... Or not Conan, on uh, Stephen Colbert that I went to, his guest was Quentin Tarantino. And then, yeah, it was great. They went into a huge, like... Side, they kept going and they're just like we're just gonna make them cut this out like it doesn't that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was great they talked about the thing for like 10 minutes it was ridiculous that's it was good though and then uh when at the end he's like okay we have like a surprise guest because like she couldn't be here 
for when she's supposed to be here in a couple of days. So we're filming her spot tonight and you guys get to get that too. And then Ellie Kemper came out. So it was like, so That's I got, awesome. I got, yeah, I know it was great. I got uh, Quentin Tarantino and Ellie Kemper in one night. It was good. That's honestly like one of like, that would be like a dream lineup almost. Like that's a good guest lineup right there. I love like, Quentin Tarantino is my director outside of Christopher Nolan. So they were both, that's they were both awesome. good. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. I want to watch it. It looks kind of bad, like from all the trailers I've seen for the new Home Alone movie. It looks pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, it looks bad. Um, I kind of want to watch it just out of like nostalgia. I'm gonna watch. I am gonna watch it. I'll watch it. It'll probably be terrible, but I'll I'll at least look. At, I'll at least look at it just because I love the original. But that's pretty much a guarantee for me to hate this. So yeah. I heard some. I, I I don't want to spoil it. I heard some things about it that made me more interested to watch it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty bad. But anyway, um, Hawkeye gives me like Home Alone vibes. Totally, it gives me like Home Alone vibes mixed with Die Hard, and I'm like, I'm in. This looks yeah. great. Yeah, I agree. It looks a lot of fun. So yeah, I wonder if he'll be like kind of handing his torch off. Like obviously, I know they're kind of lining up. Uh, Kate Bishop to kind of be the new Hawkeye, but I wonder if we just won't see Clint again, or if maybe just they leave it open ended, and maybe one day we do. And I don't know. I I, I think he wants out, yeah. but I have a feeling they'll leave it open enough where down the line, if he wants to return, they you know it's there for him. But I think they definitely want to start with like a new younger cast yeah. just to carry on the MCU. I, I think they're trying to phase out all these, you know, older people. So yeah, that makes sense. And he probably wants a decent paycheck at this point, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, notable actor. So the yeah. younger you go, I mean, it's it's like sports, right? Like you get you get a quarterback in that's you know really really good and has been in the league for ten years. He's going to want a forty fifty million dollar paycheck. You get the yeah. young rook in and kind of gamble on him, and you pay him like shit for five years, and then you know. That he's too big for you, so yeah. But um, should we talk? We should we should talk Ghostbusters. We're forty minutes in. We should talk Ghostbusters. How'd you like it? So, spoiler free for okay. Spoiler right free. Now. We're diving into spoilers in like ten minutes or whatever. Um, I thought it was really really good. Okay, cool. That's great. I really really liked it. I thought it was really really funny. Um, Paul Rudd is a fucking hilarious. Yeah, He's he's a standout of that movie. Um, I agree. I, love, I, I really like the, the girl who played Chloe too. I thought Chloe was really good. Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, she was. She's amazing. Like, um, I, I love that actress. I, I I wasn't familiar with her, but yeah, the actress that played Phoebe was really, really good. So good. She was so good. Um, yeah, no, uh, those were the two standouts for me in that movie. I thought it was funny. It had the right nostalgic touches to it where if you love the original, you're going to get a lot of like fan service type stuff in it. But if you've never seen the original, it holds up on its own. Totally. I definitely agree with that. That's why I was so okay with the amount of it. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. Yeah. So. I think I, the I, thing... I, I hope that it carries on as a franchise. Like I hope this really brings it back. Me too. That'd be amazing. I feel like that would be a hard uh, franchise to keep floating. Like, I feel like you, 
you couldn't load it too nostalgia heavy again because nope. it would feel like a safe bet. So like you'd really have to, they'd really have to come up with something to like but, make it continue to stand out. Like I saved this thought. I want to dive into spoilers on this, and like I, I think I think we could come up with a few cool ideas that we can do. I don't want to spoil anything though. So I mean, we'll wait until we're in spoilers, then we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I think it was really good. It felt a little long at parts. There was a few parts where it kind of it kind of slowed down a little bit, and I was like, oh, we need we need another big action scene to like kind of spice this up. But yeah, um, yeah. Like Paul Rudd is just fuck so funny, man. Like he's just so good. It's his delivery, his facial expressions. Like he just knows how to play that like kind of idiot, you know, brand guy. And he's always kind him. of the same dude, but he's he's just funny, man. He's just good. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good in it. Honestly, yeah, the, I thought they were all really good. I liked the podcast. I thought that kid was pretty funny. Yeah. And it's weird that we never got his actual name. I but, know. I thought about that when I got home. But I, I felt throughout the movie that we never really got anybody's name, like, repeatedly. Like, when I was looking at the credits at the end of the movies, I'm like, who the fuck was that? I didn't know who that is. Like, they're showing all the names. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I just watched the movie. Like, yeah. Like, the, the love interest for the, the older brother. Yeah. I couldn't tell you her name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know her name either. Apparently, it's uh, Lucky. All right. Maybe if I pay closer to attention to the toys, I would notice. What up, BC Sasquatch? Movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I just don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, so I will if I see it again. I might see it again, because I'm trying to get Kate to go, because I actually wouldn't mind seeing it again. I actually really liked it. So. Yeah, it, it was good. It was fun. I, I, I don't know. If anybody doesn't like it, then I don't know what you want out of Ghostbusters at this point. Like, it, It's crazy. It's crazy, because I'm seeing a lot of people who are like hardcore Ghostbusters 1's band fans who are shitting all over it. And I'm just like, how? Hey, BC Sasquatch, man. What's going on, man? Uh, we're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know how you could shit on I don't know what you want out of this movie. Like, I don't know how you could make a good sequel to Ghostbusters 1 if this isn't it. If this yeah, is I agree. What you wanted, I don't know what is. I couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, this works on so many levels. But, but in a sense, though, this probably wouldn't have felt as cool as it does if it was like not 30 years later like you know what oh, i mean like like if this would have been like five years after if it would have all been spaced out five years apart like this yeah. wouldn't really be that cool but yeah no i i just i don't know to me um the second one is usually like I, as far as i go people that would follow the original don't even really like the second one. They don't. And then the third one, the old woman cast one, everybody hated pretty much yes. universally. And then you don't like this one either. I don't know what you want then. They've given you three <laughs> three fucking pitches and you've, you've missed on every single one. Like, I, don't <laughs> I mean, to each their own. And the thing is, yeah. is like, the thing is, is like, to me, when I compare this to Ghostbusters 1, like, there are a lot of very there are a shit ton of similarities, but there's oh, also yeah. but but 
it's also its own thing in so many ways too. And like, I don't know. I quite, I thought it was awesome. Like I, I, I had a smile on my face the whole time I was in that theater, like right from the beginning, right to the end. It was just, there's nothing, it was, there's nothing that sounds better than like the, the glare on the Ecto-1, like the, the siren on the Ecto-1 or the, the charging up of the, of the guns. The and beams, everything. Like, yeah. Awesome. And it just, that, those sounds like make nostalgia just run through me immediately. I'm like, oh, fuck. Me too. Me too. I think I got goosebumps when she fired up. better and everything like that. It just, I don't know, it's exactly what I wanted. I don't think this is a spoiler because she's shown in the trailer using it, I'm pretty sure. But when when the close, oh, what's her name again? So, Phoebe. When she fires up the, the proton pack, yeah. when she's out in the field there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I got fucking goosebumps when that happened. I was just like, oh, man, that's fucking great. It just made me want one so bad. You can get one there. They have a HasLab. Uh, no, I uh, want a real. Oh, well, this is as close to real as you're going to get. I want to go out in the back of a field and just, like, shoot fucking a proton pack off and fucking blow up a mountain or something. Like, it'd be great. Me too. I'll cross the stream with you. Well, we've been doing that for <laughs> Um, so we should dive into spoilers because I don't know how else to talk about this movie without spoilers. I agree. It needs to be talked about with spoilers. Okay, guys. So we're doing Ghostbusters spoilers. So hopefully anybody who jumps in isn't like, "What are we talking about?" Oh no! <laughs> if I see somebody jump in, I'll try to I'll try to say spoilers. Ghostbusters spoilers. Bounce out. GBS. GBS. Yeah. Um, I love this. Yeah, I mean, to me, the fact that like they got basically the, the surviving cast back to be in this movie is an exact like it's like a direct sequel to the original in yes. that case, and it kind of pretends like the second one doesn't. I mean, the second one has its, beats, but it's it's basically a direct sequel to the original. Like, I I agree. I mean, I think. It's hard to say it's a direct sequel because the like two doesn't add anything to the lore of the Ghostbusters, really. But um I mean like it doesn't it doesn't damage the first one in any way. It's just not as good, that's all. Like it's just like it's like Ghostbusters won the safe edition. Like it's just Yeah. But okay, like I think I think a lot of people compare episode seven to a new hope, right? They're yes. like, Oh, it's the same movie again. It has the same beats. It has the same basic storyline outline and whatever. Okay, you could say the same thing about Ghostbusters Afterlife. It Absolutely. Has the same beats. It has the same villain. It has the same characters, you know, back in it, but brings in a new cast. And that's basically what Episode Seven was, right? Yep. But, yep. Um, it made it new in a way too, where it was like we're in a new, you know, we're not in a big city. We're out in the middle of nowhere. It has different twists on story elements, and um, the new, the old cast is in it for all of seven minutes. Like, I mean, yeah. they're barely. Let's just so, state for the record, though, when they're there, it's fantastic. It is, but my opinion, I'm not a huge Bill Murray fan. I know you're not. That, <laughs> but, like, I looked at that, and I was like, these guys look old as fuck. Yeah. There is sure. no way they could have carried on a two-hour movie no. with that cast. There's no way. No. 
Yeah, I, I like, agree. You had to bring in the new cast. You could not do a new Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 4 could not be Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. And, and, no. Uh, I, I agree it, with you. Ernie Hudson. It, yeah. It, it, it just was not, it was not happening, man. Yeah, I agree. We're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife spoilers, just so you guys know. Good catch. In. Um, I can't yeah, wait till when people listen to this on the podcast channel, they'll be like, oh, why do they keep saying there's Ghostbusters spoilers? Yeah. That's why I always say the, the, the audio version of the podcast, you're missing stuff because, you know, you interact with that live and it, it makes it different. Like my lack of collection. I have no collection. No collection at all. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I We can talk about story beats and everything like that, but like, the nostalgic of, of, of uh, what's his name, Trevor, finding the, the Echo One, maybe blasting up the, the proton pack, like, all that stuff, finding the ghost trap, and, like, does it feel a little, um, like, Stranger Things at times? Yeah, for sure. It's a kid from Stranger Things. Like, it has yeah. a Stranger Things vibe. It is pulling on the 80s nostalgia a lot. Yeah, totally. Um, Even, like, the music. I noticed, like, the music a lot of the time yeah. was, like, super reminiscent of old yeah. of Ghostbusters 1. And, yeah. Yeah, they brought in the score, for sure, at certain times. Like, it was yeah. the same. I know there is some stuff that is borrowed, but yeah. I think there was some new stuff that just sounded a lot like the old stuff. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I mean, the villain is obviously still fucking Gozer. But see, the thing that's cool to me is, like, I would never expect them to reuse a villain in this type of world. Because with the ghost, you could do anything. Yeah. And it's just, like, to me, it's like, okay, so I do kind of consider it a little bit safe because it's like we know what we're getting. Yeah. But but at the same time, it's been so long, I was like, oh, it's her again. Yeah. <laughs> and but it looked good, right? Like, it... it when Gozer came out at the end, I was like, oh, this is, like, it looks exactly like the 84 version of the character, basically. Like, yeah. they did a great job at making these things look kind of very similar to the original. Even, even the, dogs, the even the terror dogs, you could tell that they were practical, yeah. that they weren't CGI, and it looked like, yeah. they looked great. Yeah, and, like, you know, instead of Slimer having, what, it, Muncher or whatever the fuck it was called, like... I was surprised that Slimer didn't show up. I was just gonna say, did you see Slimer? Because I did go to the, I had to go to the bathroom at one point. And I was out for probably about four minutes, and no. yeah, I didn't see him either. I thought I would, just, for sure. Thought he'd just, be there. They're using Muncher hardcore. What's that? They're using the Muncher ghost as Slimer, you know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's fine, but well, it's not yeah. Slimer, but I mean, yeah, that I that was a new version of Slimer. It was. The thing is, is, like, the ghosts even in this looked fantastic. Like, they yeah. reminded me of, of the old ones again. Like, they weren't yeah, janky definitely. like the old ones. You know how, like, the old ones kind of moved kind of, like, janky because they were, like, yeah. puppets and machines and shit? Yeah. These ones don't really do that, but they still look better than the 2016 one. No, totally. I totally agree with you. And, I mean, that's what almost 40 years of CGI development totally. does. But, totally. yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I mean... At the beginning of the movie, you don't know that it's going to be the same kind of story beats as Ghostbusters 1, and I think it, it's implemented in a way where you don't need to know Ghostbusters 1 to understand what's happening, but it, yeah. it's, it's nice, you know, fan service when you do, and you realize, oh, they're doing the Keymaster thing again. They're doing the, you know, like, it, it, 
it's it's good. I was actually surprised that they didn't get um Sigourney Weaver in there at, at, at any point during the movie, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised, but yeah, I I I I loved it. I thought it was fun. I thought same thing as you. The nostalgia thing was just it was the perfect amount, and yeah. You know, I liked having those similar uh, storylines from Ghostbusters one. Like those, the callbacks were great. But again, right? Like you, the dynamic is totally different this time around. It's like a family. It's not like, you know, we're not yeah. we're not dealing with like, you know, four forty year old New York guys who are like miserable as fuck. <laughs> like we're yeah. we're dealing with like a kid who like can't fit in and like another kid who's ten year old. Yeah, or whatever, right? And it's just yeah. like, you know, that being said, there were some parts that were obviously like a bit like they felt maybe a bit too convenient, right? Like, like, yeah. so like, I'll give an example. So like, for anybody who's here who hasn't seen it, and it's just letting us spoil it for them. Uh, so obviously, Harold Ramis, who plays Egon is is dead. And the first the whole opening scene is basically like Egon with like in the shadow. So you don't really like see his face or anything, but you can kind of tell it's him. He's, yeah. like, in this, like, farmhouse being chased out by a ghost. And, like, you don't really get the full understanding of what he's, what's happening. But, like, you can tell that, like, he's trying to, like, do something, like, pretty huge. Yeah. And uh, what ends up happening is he dies. And then, like, his family takes, uh, like, basically gets called to, like, come and, like, collect all their shit. And they end up living in this house, in this, like, farmhouse. What do they call him? The dirt farmer or something? Dirt farmer. Dirt farmer. Everybody, he lives on a farm, but he's never grown anything. He just has a piles of dirt like out in the field. So yeah, because he was burying him. all the traps, right? That's what it's. Well, yeah. yeah, we find out that he's actually been setting up a gigantic, basically like a farm of, mel- of ghost traps to to capture ghosts. But he has a plan in place, but nobody knows it except for him. Right. He's left breadcrumbs throughout his farm, basically, for them to. So yeah. to skip a couple kind of bits here, but like uh, we get to the point where like I, I noticed really quickly in the movie that like Egon's spirit was like in the the house and like is like basically talking. I can't I can't remember how it starts. I think it starts with her with the chess piece. I think right. Yeah. Yeah, she's playing chess with with Egon, not knowing that she's playing chess with Egon. She's just moving chess pieces and then wakes up in the morning and sees the opposing chess pieces are moving across the board on their own basically yeah yeah so i thought that was kind of cool at first but then it got to the like there were parts where like it got too campy where it'd be like you know like all of a sudden it's like here's the lamp and then the lamp would just like kind of come in yeah. and like like at those points i was like man that might be a little bit too campy but i did love the idea that like egon was like there in spirit and like communicating with his granddaughter and I thought that was like super fucking cool. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a hard um, line to balance on, right? Like, you don't want to um, use Harold Ramis's likeness in uh, like a distasteful way. You don't want to like, you know, his family probably didn't want him necessarily to be used in the movie or whatever. There's always that balance. Like they did the same again with Star Wars when. Um, Grandma Carrie Fisher died. Oh you yeah. Know, what what are we gonna do with 
with Carrie Fisher and, oh, we don't want to use her as a ghost or Dewey or, you know, whatever. And yeah. you see that happen all the time. And they're talking about it with Black Panther too now, you know, it's, it's same thing is how do you, how do you balance on that line without besmirching, you know, the, the, the character or the, the actor's memory? Um, I thought at the beginning when they, they refused to show his face and it was just like a ghost form walking through the house or whatever, or his, I guess he was still alive at that point, but, um, I, I assumed that he was never going to be in the movie and that's how they were going to get around it was mm-hmm. we're not going to use his likeness. We're just never going to show his face and you're going to know who we're talking about. But then by the end of the movie, you actually see a full body apparition of him. And I thought that was kind of a weird choice. Just because he has no dialogue, he has nothing to say. He's just, yeah. you, see, you see his face and I'm like, you could have done that without showing his face and it would have been just as well done. So it didn't yeah, have anything yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know if it did or didn't. I don't know. If, it may have added to, for me a little bit, but like, yeah, I think it would have been just as fine without. I mean, that being said, though, it was cool when Harold Raymond, when it's like the four original Ghostbusters are all lined up. And yeah. then, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? I thought that was like, I thought that was pretty yeah, was great. cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, Bill Murray has to make like a joke, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I didn't. Like I said, like it's nice to see them all back together. It's nice to see them in uniform. It was it was really cool for that nostalgia. Yeah. But you could have done this movie and not had them in it at all. I and I think it would have worked just as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, well, maybe not. Maybe not without Harold Ramis. Like I feel like, I feel like yeah, he. You could have done it without as yes his family. This could it could have been the same basic storyline. He just didn't wasn't in it. Like. But don't he could have set it up as he left. He left all these all these things for his family to find and figure out, and he wanted the Ghostbusters to carry on and whatever. But you could have done it without him being in the movie, and you didn't need the original other three in it at oh, all. No, They're in it for eight minutes. But I like the fact that it's his family. Like I feel like that's yeah. an important piece, and like you know, even if they would have done it, and like we didn't get the three living guys, but we did get Egon, like. I probably would have still been okay with that, but that being said, it it would probably be feel weirder if we got the dead guy and didn't get the three living guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I I see both sides of it for sure, and I mean, like Egon was always my favorite as a kid. Like he was my favorite Ghostbuster, so I was, you know, it's just it would be disappointing if he was the only one not in it. But um, yeah, I don't know, I. I I, like I said, I, I thought it was really good. I, I don't know how this could have been done better, in my opinion. And I think, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't want to watch a two-hour movie of fucking these seventy-year-old men trying to run around Boston ghosts. Like, me neither. They needed a young cast. They needed to do something new with it, and it has touches of the old, but it it, it was well done. It looked beautiful. It was shot really well. Like, I agree. I thought it looked really good too. Um, Paul Rudd's fucking funny in it. Hilarious. Let's I love talk about let's talk about Paul Rudd as the key master and uh their the kid's mom at, and Egon's daughter as uh the gatekeeper. Yeah, I, Zool. Um, oh Zool, that's her name, right? Zool, I guess it's yeah. the same. Um no, that was that was great. I didn't see it necessarily coming until it was already happening really, but like the whole scene with Paul Rudd in the Walmart with all the little um state <laughs> fucking marshmallow Mar- men, like I was cracking up the entire time. Yeah, it was hair. awesome. Same hair. That um, was so fun. Yeah, and then you, you, yeah, you get that like 
keymaster, gatekeeper, whatever the fuck, duel between them, and it, it was it was really well done. It was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I I felt like that also felt maybe a little bit forced, but I still went along with it. And to be honest with you, I still enjoyed it. So it was. It was yeah, like, but it wasn't like as soon as as soon as Paul Rudd became the keymaster, I was like, their mom's gonna be the gatekeeper. Yeah, well, of course <laughs> they had to do it that way, and like, I I was actually kind of pleased i i mean it doesn't really matter but i think like the, the original ghostbusters watching it back i was like man there's a lot of like sexualized jokes in this and totally like tons yeah and like they did it very tastefully in this one where they realized it was like more of a family-friendly movie where they 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 make a few jokes about it but like it wasn't like anywhere near the original no sexualized way but yeah man pete bankman's a fucking like perv monkey <laughs> in, oh in, yeah in the first one yeah, um, I like I like at the end when uh, podcast figures out how to get rid of the Stay Puffs, and he comes out of the car and he looks like Winston and Ray did at the end of Ghostbusters, yeah. one just full of marshmallow all over him, just covered in marshmallow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a great nostalgic kick, like just that scene too. Like it was great. Even um, there's, man, there was like so many little, even just like little fucking dips of nostalgia. Like when they get into the car and they go in the glove box and a Twinkie comes out, I was just like, yeah. The Twinkie, awesome. like just just watching the Ecto One roll around the town, like I was like, oh man, I miss this. Like, um, it was cool yeah, like, because the, it was like sounds. It felt like like exactly what we know. It looked like exactly what we know, and it sounded like exactly what we know. But then we got to see like cool new things, like a side thing and yeah. like a side thing with we a like man, that's that was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah like, no, I know the toy it, had that, but like we didn't yeah, to see that in the movie, right? So right, yeah, no, and and um, like I was saying, like you were saying, how they kind of carry this on from here is like. I think you could do a sequel to this and just start making the tech more modern. And, you know, this is all like the same kind of, you know, proton pack, same fucking ghost tracker fucking thing, like same ghost trap, all that stuff. Like, I think there's a, a room for improvement in all this tech and they're kind of setting that up as, you know, Phoebe's kind of this like super brain kid and um, her start, you know, toying with all these things and making them more modern and stuff like that. Like, I think we could get an upgraded proton pack in the next movie or, you know, something like that, where still have that like eighties vibe, but just kind of update it to something mm -hmm. new. I think, I don't know. I think that could be interesting. Obviously like the credit scenes make it seem like, you know, the next one was going to be in New York. Yeah. So I don't know exactly <laughs> what you do. Like, I don't know if you make them, move back to New York or something like that, or if it's a different cast altogether, I don't know what you do with it, but yeah, I don't yeah, think you need the old people back. I don't think you do either. I mean, the thing is, is like, so, so for the after credit, so for the mid credit scene, what was that one? That one was, that's uh, Sigourney Weaver doing yes. the, uh, the test the on Bill Murray, the card <laughs> test that he does in the original movie, where he's like, what's on the card. And then when yeah. the first, the guy gets it wrong, he zaps him. And when the cute girl gets it wrong, he just, oh, you're right, you're right. But when the guy gets it right, he's at some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then Sigourney Weaver's holding up the cards for Bill Murray, and he's getting everyone right, but she's zapping him anyway. She's like, did you mark the cards? He's like, no. Zap. Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. And then the second one is is Janine 
talking to Winston about his success. So they kind of make it out that like Winston is like this huge successful businessman who like invested his money really well and made a shit ton of money. And like, so he's still funding Ray's bookstore and, and whatever. I don't know what else he's doing, but they made him out to be like, didn't he like buy the building? That's kind of the alluded to. Yeah. He owns firehouse or whatever. He bought the firehouse back and, yeah, and he has the containment thing still active in the basement. That's so and cool. Yeah, it, but it was like blinking, like it was going to release everything. And I think that's right. where the second one, the new one's going to, you know, take place as everything gets let out and they brought back to New York to kind of sort it out or whatever. And I think you kind of start anew there. You know, they, I mean, honestly, maybe they need they upgraded kept... weapons or upgraded stuff to take down all these ghosts. I don't know. I mean, you could even just do part two with just Winston. Yeah. And, like, or, the thing or, is, is the other guys are still there. So if you ever wanted them to drop in at any point, you could always just make that happen too, right? Like, they don't need to be not included in the... Because like, the thing is, even if Winston is in it, it wouldn't focus on Winston. He would just be the guy who's basically funding it. You just It's just a chance to kind of yeah. see him and have him still attached to the story, right? Yeah, you could just have him in an early scene and then like an end scene or something like that. He doesn't need to be part of the whole movie. And well, even if that's he recruited where, them out to New York, right? Like, yeah, or like maybe that's that's the the arc of the the movie is he pay, he pays off all their family's debts and says like, "Move to New York. We need a new Ghostbusters team. Everything's mm-hmm. going to shit here." That and, was the vibe I got, like from him. Yeah, in that was like he. It's like he bought the the building back because then they allude to it earlier in the thing as it used to be. Now it's a Starbucks. Yeah, I think yeah. they alluded to that. So it's like yeah. I feel like, um, you know, I, like when I saw that scene, my mind went to like, oh shit, he's starting a new team or he's starting up the Ghostbusters again. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought too, and I, maybe I missed this, and you caught it or whatever, but. I thought it was kind of weird that we never found out who Phoebe and Trevor's dad was the entire movie. Uh, Oh, yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, they're obviously setting up Paul Rudd to be, like, the stepdad rolling in, but there was a few times that, like, other characters asked, like, oh, where's your dad or whatever, and they're just like, oh, he's not here. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that meant he was dead or if that meant, like, he abandoned his family or what. But... I feel like that could be a story arc in the next movie too. Totally. I was gonna say maybe they just wanted to sit on that for now and like Yeah. You know, there's no point in putting if it's not gonna really add anything, it's not really needed right now, right? When they go back to it later, they can be like, Remember when we talked about their dad? Well, yeah. Go. And then like even if you don't bring back the original actors or anything like that for the second one, you could do Slimer in that one and that's your nostalgia kick. They're back oh, in New sure. York and that's where Slimer's hanging out. Or Lewis Tully. <laughs> or that, yes. He could be having another party for his for his clients. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, no, overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. Me too. Um, is it, you know, the best movie I've ever seen? No, but no. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was funny. Where would you place it? I mean, I think I obviously know where you place it. But where would you place it in terms of, like its rankings amongst the Ghostbusters movies. Second. Yeah, okay, me too. Yeah. It's second to the first one. Yeah. Better than the the original sequel. Obviously, the the 2016 one's the worst, but... Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I liked it a lot. I uh, I actually I will most likely see it again before it's out of theaters because I liked it that much. Yeah, I mean, walking out of the theater, my first thought was, I hope that this means that Ghostbusters is back. I hope it means it makes money. I hope we immediately find out, like, yeah, we're working on a sequel to that and we're done. carrying on the franchise. I'd love like a new cartoon comeback, even though I, you know, I'm not into animated stuff, but like get kids back into the Ghostbusters and shit, like, yeah. You know. I feel like if they take it slow, they'll have better chance at that. Though I feel like if they're like, okay, oh, yeah, don't rush successful. it. Now it's time to make a cartoon and a movie. And no, don't rush it. I'm, you know, if they made a movie, a, a sequel to this for like 2025 or something like that, great. Yeah. Don't don't rush it. Make sure you have a great script. Make sure that you know everybody wants to come back, and this isn't like you're making forcing people to come back, and you yeah. don't have a script that you like, and all that shit. Like. Find a good story that you want and yep. want to tell and tell it. But yeah, I agree. I like I her. Yeah, but um, yeah. I think that's Ghostbusters I, Afterlife. That, that's Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's all. We, that's all we we got on Ghostbusters Afterlife. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you listened to it, but we totally spoiled it for you. <laughs> I think we did a pretty good job at spoiling it. Yeah, I, I mean, there's story beats that we missed, obviously, but... There's lots of story we missed, but that's okay. Yeah, but, I don't know, to me, like, I don't know, when I listen to a spoiler cast, <laughs> I don't need every story beat gone over, like, I want an it overview of what we liked, what we didn't like, yeah. obviously we talk about plot points and stuff we enjoyed, but, like, not, like, a beat-for-beat replay of the movie, I just watched the movie, I don't need a two-hour podcast on the movie. Yeah, well, I always think of it just like, what if the people who, like, because, like, I know I have lots of times where I listen to spoilers before I see movies, not usually with the stuff I really like, but, like, with something like Ghostbusters, I probably would have if, like, I wasn't, like, if I was searching around and stumbled across something, I probably would have opened it, but. Yeah, see, I'm opposite there. I I, I don't like things spoiled for me. It's the same with, like, the Spider-Man trailer is, like. If they didn't put that out and we just got the teaser and that was it until the movie came out, yeah. I would have been totally fine with that. I don't need to see anymore. I know I'm going to see this movie. Me too. So I don't want the whole plot spoiled for me. Like I want to go in and be surprised by things. And that's why I generally don't like trailers for the most part is they spoil too much. They show too much. I don't need a three minute trailer of the movie. Give me 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah I don't know where I stand. Trailers are nice because they always hype me up. So it's like I, I, yeah, I like it, but... But see, like, the problem with hype is I'm always let down, generally. Yeah, that's I hype myself fair. up too much, and then I get let down. And, like, for instance, the new Matrix movie, right? Like, I'm really excited for this new Matrix movie. It feels like it has zero hype. I doesn't yeah. feel like anybody's excited for this movie except for me. I, but, I agree. It seems very, like, undercut by everything else. <laughs> it does. And... But also, I have no idea what the movie's about, really. Like, the trailer didn't show too much. No. We really don't know exactly what's happening. And I'm like, that makes it more interesting to me. Is like, I'm excited for it because I don't know what the entire movie is. Right. But I mean, even if you look at Spider-Man, like, if you look at teaser, and then you look at the trailer, I feel like the storylines that both of them give off are very different. Like, I feel like, like, this one is like, you know, like, uh, the thought, the thing I thought was interesting about this Spider-Man trailer was like, uh, how the, the idea that the villains all have to die at the hands of Spider-Man because that's their fate. And Peter Parker's like, I am not okay with that. And it's like, right. 
like to me that's like super interesting and like i didn't gather that at all from the first the teaser like you know it's just like yeah. to me it was more just like why are these villains here right and then now right. when you get that piece i'm just like man that's like a super interesting card to play because it's like you never really see i mean you know spider-man's known as being a character who tries his best to n not use violence if he can right so it's like so i love that component i like that enough that he is willing to try to like go to battle with dr strange just so he doesn't have to kill villains who are supposed to die because of him right and it's just yeah no. i think that's super like different and i like that but also that makes me that makes me excited for the movie but i think that's that's also marvel learning from their past right is every marvel film they kill off the villain by the end yep. of the film and then they go oh by the fourth film or the fifth film we have nobody to put in this thing because we've we've murdered every villain that matters for the most yeah. part so like they're realizing to keep villains you need to keep villains alive throughout the series and that's the way to do it is like put them in prison like they did in the first the new first spider-man movie where vulture just ends up in prison it's like that's smart yeah i agree definitely we're talking about spider-man trailer right now jonathan jason uh, yeah we, we just talked about ghostbusters ghostbusters, but... spider-man again yeah spider-man um, again yeah i know I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's uh, really interesting to um, see what they're doing with it. And like, you, like to keep the villains alive. And obviously each, there's a villain from each movie and they've all been killed except for, I guess, Sandman. So I think that's interesting too, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Like we said, yeah. only three weeks away. So yeah, it'll be here in no time. All right. Well, is that it? I think that's it. All right. So thanks everybody for watching. I appreciate it. Um, as always, you can follow us at Customs by Matthew and at Moose Milk Media. Uh, we're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to swing by on Monday, I'll be continuing my Marvel Lego uh, Daily Bugle. Uh, I like build. Last week. Pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, Julia. Uh, sorry for audio listeners, but it's coming together. <laughs> Man, that's looking cool. Yeah. It's uh are the pieces slow, separated by like bag like so like one bag is one page kind of thing? Uh well no? this is this is the uh instruction manual, so it's basically <laughs> a novel. Like I'm uh I'm here. I've done oh, that much. I don't have that much to go. Oh man. So like it's it's gonna be a long time. I'm over what? Uh, about three and a half hours in, I've only done the first three bags, and I think there's 17 bags. <laughs> I'm so, wondering how long it's going to take us to do the Home Alone one, because like we're. I think, I think some of the bags are smaller than others. Like I think some of the sections will be smaller. So I think I'm I'm guessing around 15 hours, but um, it's it's complicated, man. Like doing like Legos as a kid when we were young, like they didn't have as many crazy you know, pieces and, and angles and everything like that. So like looking at the page, a lot of the times I'm like, what the fuck is this piece? They all look the same and uh, my eyes are terrible and I'm just old, man. I'm just fucking old. This is taking me back to an episode of Community where one of the teachers they have, he's like an ex-con and like while he was in prison, he got like his like doctrine degree or whatever. And he's like, he's like, can I ask you guys a question? He's like, what's up with Legos? He's like, 
you know, you got to know what I mean. Intricate kits. <laughs> when I was a kid, Legos were so easy. <laughs> they went from like four pieces and eight pieces and two pieces and like flat and big to like now there's like 16 million different variations. And I'm just like, holy fuck, man, this is, they all look the same. And like, especially with this, it's so gray that like, yeah. A lot of the pieces look the same, so it, it, it's it's hard. But like even the fucking figure, man, like like that's crazy. The figures are fucking intense now. I'm like, holy shit! This was like 25 pieces to put together a figure. Yeah, it is cool though. I just love that Lego yes. like doesn't give a fuck about scale. It's just like everything is just like yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, man, and uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm for people that don't know, every Monday I'm doing live streams, building this out. So five right. o'clock on Mondays, five p.m. Eastern. Um, I go for about an hour, hour and a half, just slowly building this out. So if you want to join, come by, hang out in the comments, chit chat, just chill, relax, no, uh, you know, nothing crazy, just build That's the life. Cool. It's pretty cool. I'm excited. We're going to start building next week. Today we put the Christmas tree up and then next week. We're nice. gonna... oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Good sneeze. Good sneeze right into the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, anybody that doesn't follow us, follow us, subscribe, comment, all that fun stuff. Tell a friend, tell a family member, get the podcast to grow. Get, let us be Joe. If Rogan. you really want to get the most, the most out of it, if you tell a parrot, then it'll continue to tell, tell people forever forever yeah uh, our who's art who's media? <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, our art is done by at Janie Milnart so uh, if you like our art uh, follow her as well on Instagram and uh, I think that's it that's it all right buddy well it's nice hey, talking to you <laughs> it's gonna like end it every single time Good night, Kevin. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Nice to see ya.